Hi guys, this is Kendra Kamer with the Candidly Kendra podcast. Today is Tuesday, May 4th of 2021. And today I want to talk to you about how minimizing my sin problem minimizes God's love. You see, my goal was always to measure up, to measure up to everyone's expectations, to measure up to my own potential, to measure up to God's standards. The problem is that that made it all about me. And it was hard for me to see past my own glory to discern God's magnificence. God is magnificent. His love is magnificent. His forgiveness is overwhelming. His grace is awe-inspiring. I almost missed it. So today, in my Tuesday talk, I want to share what I learned when I finally opened my eyes, stopped minimizing my sin, and admitted I would never measure up and turned my gaze to the only one who ever really did. What were you guys like as teenagers? I was a good kid. I mean, most of the time. I I had this rebellious phase. That must have been such a headache, so stressful for my parents. But apart from that, I was a good kid. And I don't think I necessarily walked around thinking, boy, I'm a good kid. I probably did sometimes. But what I did was a little sneakier and a little bit worse, and it lasted well into my adulthood. And I thought maybe some of you could relate, and so I wanted to talk to you about it today. What I did is when I sinned, when I hurt someone, when I sinned against someone I loved, I thought to myself, well, where the heck did that come from? What was that? Who was that? And then I would think to myself, well, that's not really who I am. And I would, I would just kind of walk away and think, I'll try to do better, but that's not really who I am. And I didn't realize the extent to which that kind of thinking of minimizing my sin, minimizing my own sinfulness and maximizing my own goodness was somehow shortchanging God's goodness. And it wasn't until years later, I'm embarrassed to admit it, only really a few years ago, when somebody who loved me came to me and said, no, Kendra, that was you. That was you making a sinful choice, wanting something that God didn't want for you and going after it and taking it for yourself. But I have good news for you. That is why Jesus came and he has cleansed you from your sins. Praise God. And I thought, well, that was mean. But I also thought, wait, is that me? Every time I've, I've sinned against someone and I thought, well, where'd that come from? That wasn't me. That's not true. That is me. My, my broken heart, my flesh is sinful. 1 John 1, starting in verse 8, says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. You see, most of us don't really exactly claim to be without sin, but many, many of us will minimize our sin as much as we can, maximize our own self-righteousness as much as we can, but we're missing out on the goodness of the grace of God when we do that. And then when we learn about God's love and forgiveness, we think, cool. I mean, that's great. 
almost as though someone lends you a quarter at the checkout line because you came up short that day. And then you're like, oh, thanks. <sighs> no, that is not the kind of gift God has given us. God has given us a bigger gift than we can even imagine. So I'm going to read to you now from Psalm 51. This is what it says. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So that you are proved right when you speak and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth. Sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Surely you desire truth in the inner parts. You teach me wisdom in the inmost place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed in me rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will turn back to you. Save me from blood guilt, O God, the God who saves me, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. In your good pleasure, make Zion prosper. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then there will be righteous sacrifices, whole burnt offerings to delight you. Then bowls will be offered on your altar. You know what I was thinking about last night? I was thinking about when we go to a friend and we tell them about our sin, there's two wrong responses it could have and one right one. The two wrong responses, and by the way, this is true too when your friend comes to you and tells you about their sin. Do you have those kinds of relationships with your friends? I hope you do. It's a good thing to pray for. Um, when you go to somebody and you tell them about your sin, they have two responses they could give you. The first one would be harshness. You did what? That is so wrong. That's sinful, you know. And just pounding them and, and making them feel more ashamed and worse. And the other wrong response is, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Minimizing it for them. And do you know both of those wrong responses point their eyes back into themselves? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Or I am dirt. <laughs> I'm awful. I'm terrible. Either way, we're pointing, they're pointing our eyes back into ourselves. But when we go to a friend and we tell them about our sins and they tell us about the Savior, Jesus Christ, and they say, oh, that is sinful and you made the wrong choice. But we have a Jesus who saves us from our sins because God loves us so much. That's why he came. <laughs> Those are the kinds of reminders that point our eyes back to God. Isn't that so cool? There's only one way to respond in our sin that points our eyes back to God, and that's God's love. And he knew that. And that is why he comes to us in love. 
when we bring our sin to him. I hope you will delight in your father's love today. Don't be afraid to go to him with your stuff. Let him respond to you the way that comes true to his nature. Thanks, guys. This has been your Tuesday Talk. I hope you guys have an awesome day. Thanks, guys. You can find the video from today's podcast on my YouTube channel at Candidly Kendra K. You can also see this post on my website, candidlykendrakay.com slash minimizing dash sin. I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your day and I'll be back again with another podcast for you tomorrow.